Rookie Fever, the show that looks closely at NFL rookie values all year long. With your hosts, Swagzilla Zero G. We can't all be winners. And Mike, the feverish Fidero. It's never in a vacuum! Nothing is in a vacuum! The Rookie Fever Podcast. We're just having fun and we're working, baby. That's it, baby. Welcome back to Rookie Fever. Episode... 339 and i am here as always with the feverish fenero what's up swags i've been waiting for this is that serious was that serious i was trying to be Mm -hmm. super serious i was trying to do the same i was trying to be super serious (laughs) what we're we're like (laughs) we're gonna break on through to the other side Oh, very nice. It's time to turn the page. You are correct, sir. <laughs> That's a whole... Now we got to turn the pages, too? We're going <laughs> to do all the songs. Page. It's just multiple metaphors. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to react to the 2023 did draft. Did I say I'm here as always has. with the feverish Fenero? <laughs> yes. I did say that. Yeah. Yes, well, we're going we're gonna to react. We're going to overreact. We're going to underreact. Um, some thoughts, some feelings on the 2023 rookie class landing spots. We finally have those. Thank God. Um, and maybe we'll talk about rookie fever. Yeah, we might have to talk about that as well. Speaking of so, which, I mean, <laughs> the 2023 class we were talking about in 2021, right? And so in 2021, it's the best class ever in 2022. We're like, these picks in 23 are better than these picks we could have this year in 2022. And then in 2023, we're like, oh, wait, this this, yeah, this class isn't as great as it we thought it was. And now no, this class is okay. And then it's like, I don't think this class is any good. Then we, I thought, okay, it's fatigue, right? We're just tired of talking about them. This happens every year. I thought so, too. And then the draft happened. And what I mean by that swag is I don't know how you feel about these landing spots, but I feel like a lot of bad things happen, like tw- Usually, and I've been telling people for a while, like, don't worry about this fatigue. It'll get better. Once we get landing spots, rookie fever is going to kick in 100% all over again. And this is a really weird year. This is a really strange year. Here's an example of what I mean. Out of the 77 offensive skill positions drafted, Swags, what do you think the average is? So there's 32 teams, 77. Pretty easy to do the math. It's two. It's two, two and a half. Two and a half skill positions were drafted. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you. Two and a half skill positions. So we're drafted by each team in this year's draft. Two and a half. So they're, they're, they have seven rounds. Some people have 10 picks, 12 picks, right? The average wow. is two, the average is two and a half skill positions. People that, that we care about in fantasy. Two and a half. This, this to me, this, this epitomized the draft for me. Green Bay <laughs> drafted seven. Okay. So Green Bay should have given us our most fruitful, uh, fantasy assets. And Green Bay did what I think a lot of other teams did to us in fantasy. They drafted two skill positions and only two, and they actually three total, but two that contradicted each other. So in other words, they drafted two tight ends I liked a lot. So Luke Musgrave and Kraft were two tight ends that I was looking for to land in good spots. And they draft both of them. Um, there was a lot of this. There was a lot of like, I'll only say this once. There was a lot of double fucks. I'm going to call it double trucked from now on. There was a lot of that. And the biggest one, obviously, is Charbonnet and Walker. I mean, that one, like, 
Charbonnet was really rising as the RB3 in this class. And what happens? He goes to a situation that we loved for Kenneth Walker and crushes both his value and hurts Walker. Then you have Tank Bigsby and Etienne. Even like Tillman's Landing in Cleveland yeah. for anybody that was hoping for Elijah Moore. Marvin Mims joins Judy and Sutton. Like he goes on and on and on. Um, even Darnell Washington joining Friermuth. Like what are we doing here? <laughs> that, that, okay. Hmm. Hmm. Fenero. I, I totally know what you're saying. Um, I, I want to regress. I don't want you to fight with me. All right. I'm going to tell you why I like the Tillman landing spot. I think it's great for Tillman. I like the draft capital that went in to him right there, actually. I know it's the third round, early third. I think, and, and you didn't say you didn't like it for Tillman, to be clear, but you said you didn't like it for Elijah Moore. Correct. And and that's one thing about this draft class. I'm going to be all over the place, but I'll get I'll get somewhere. I don't know if it's where you wanted to go or I wanted to go, but I'll get somewhere. That's one thing about this draft class that I noticed was it was a lot of small wide receivers that you're going to have to kind of cross your fingers on no matter what you think. And I know everybody's like, oh, as you know, size doesn't matter. But I think it still does. And I still think that some of the small guys that hit are outliers, in a, in a certain like weight range and height range. And there was a lot of smaller wide receivers. And I think that's also what Elijah Moore is. And I think that Cleveland got a nice big wide out early third to compliment Amari Cooper. And it might even be good for Elijah Moore to open him up a little bit and let him be that speedster. But I think he's the third option at best for that team. But I, I don't mind Tillman as like one of those later guys in your second round. Maybe I, I don't. I don't hate that. Maybe even like early third. You're going to get him around the same spot Cleveland did. Yeah, no, that's that's good value for Tillman. I agree. I, I think uh, as far as addressing whether I like Tillman's landing spot, I don't love it. Um, Donovan Peoples Jones, Amari Cooper, they're all the same size. So we have three wide receivers mm-hmm. around that six one, six two mark. It's not yeah. like he's it's not like he's trending towards the alpha on this team. He he, like you said, was a third round pick. He wasn't a second round pick. I would have loved to see him go to the Giants, for example, who need a big wide receiver instead of a Jalen Hylett field stretcher. Um so I, I have a lot of better, more interesting fits, but uh he could I he agree, could dude. Certainly I agree. do all right in Cleveland. I, I agree, yeah. I, I don't. I don't disagree with that at all. I think it's just the, the, the. I think I've just let my hope go for Elijah Moore, whereas you're you're hoping a little bit more. But I don't even think with that. That's what this show is about. Um, one yep. thing, like I noticed from the rookie drafts I've done, and from looking at the rookies I want at this point, you almost want to be in that top seven, even even top six, like more than ever. I feel like, and. I don't know. And a lot of it's because of those landing spots you mentioned with Gibbs and Charbonnet, even for Walker. Yep. So I start to think about rookie fever um, and how amazing it actually is. Like our show is what I'm talking about, but also like the feelings like and how it overtakes us and and what it's done for this class. Um and more than ever, like there's a couple things that come to my head where you mentioned 2021 and I traded like picks away to get Jared Goff. 
and in the time it sounded crazy. But then, like, I look today and some of those picks are like a 110 or a 111 from last year. And I look at that and I'd make that trade today. I would give you a 111 for Jared Goff easily. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Wouldn't yes. even hesitate. <laughs> you can't get that now, probably. No, no, you couldn't, you know. And uh, I think that so much hype and so much work goes in. And, man, it's such great work, too. You know, we have the people on our show. We do our player profiles. Um, but I think the Debbie, the Dynasty, even even the redraft community, I think rookies have kind of became the sleepers. We've talked about that before. I think that now than ever, and we talk about this next, next, what I'm going to say too, you have to change how you play this game as the game evolves and as people evolve. And I think it's okay to evolve to caring a little bit less about the rookies and taking advantage of that and looking for, and I know people do this. This is nothing new, but looking for like some of the survivors too of the rookie, the NFL rookie draft. And I think even like looking for some of the vets, but man, there this this draft class is man, I don't know. And a lot of it's it's got killed, but it has quarterbacks, yes. which we didn't have much last year. I think that's fun. A stud running back. Um I don't know. I don't know if you feel similar or you know what I'm trying to say. I'm kind of just rambling and all over the place. Um yeah. I I, I, I dislike the class less. You know, I, yeah. I I feel like I feel like the the fatigue that was supposed to turn into rookie fever for me has just continued to be negative on this class. And you know, that's my take on it. Now we have games to be played. We have things to get excited about. Once we start seeing more, we have rookie camps starting already. But the way it stands now, I don't ever remember feeling this way. I, yeah. I remember the opposite feeling. So that has to mean something that either means less viable rookies or it means what you just said. Maybe you have to look a lot harder for the survivors. I actually love just that, that term survivor. I wrote that down as maybe in a future episode, like who are the survivors? Because there was a lot of NFL stuff happening. In other words, do you, do you believe Seattle got better there? And, and you know, that Seattle wants to run the hell out of the ball. Yeah. But did that yeah. help? Did that help Kenneth Walker or Charbonnet? Hell no. 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 And that happens repeatedly throughout this. Like these are great NFL moves. Yeah. You know, um, some will question the draft capital should, you know, should, uh, you know, should have, should Gibbs have gone 112 overall. The fact is that he, that he did. And that exactly. means, yes, that means a team like I, NFL experts have said there aren't even 32 first round picks in any NFL draft. Not this one. Any, there aren't 32. It stops somewhere around 16 to 20. They picked him 12 on the board, man. Yeah. One team. Picked him 12. Uh, like, I don't yeah. care. You can't dismiss that. That is a player that you consider a core asset on your team. Yeah. And so, you know. Yeah. I'll, I'll listen to what Detroit did right yes. there over coach talk all year long. Because yes. that with that pick, they were like, we're like you said about Seattle, we're going to run the hell out of the ball. And this guy's yeah. going to be a big part of it. Right. That, that was equal to giving like uh, a huge contract to a running back vet. That's a great way to put it. That's a great way to look at it when you see that draft capital. We've talked about draft capital, but these are two extreme examples. And then when draft capital matches our our hopes and desires, right? I remember, you know, uh, an episode before last year's draft where my, our hope and desire was that Damian Pierce would get decent draft capital in a good situation. And when they get those things, like Gibbs got, you got to pay attention. 
Like, yeah. you can't let this narrative that will, will, well, I think Gibbs, Gibbs going to avoid the narrative for sure. I think people are pretty high on him, but, um, you, you have to avoid the, the, the slippery slope that are the narratives that are going to start between now and honestly through training camp. Yeah. And, and I mean, how many, how many undersized guys are the Giants going to draft? Yeah. It's in crazy. The la- and then are they, we just going to do this every year? Is yeah, that crazy. driving you mad at this point? Yes, absolutely. Is what I mentioned, uh, wanting Tillman. That was like a, that was a body type. I really wanted the Giants. And I, I think Tillman was an easy get for the Giants. Like they didn't need to use a second round. Well, maybe they could, maybe they could have, maybe I would have been all right with the second round pick there, but I think they could have got him in the third. I had to go back and look. Probably not. I think uh, Tillman went 311. But I liked Tillman a lot, and Hyatt is polarizing for me. He's just so small. And why are we drafting small wide receiver after small wide receiver, like you said? Um, it's just Hodges is the only big guy we have, and he just came out of the middle of nowhere last year. And, yeah, I'm, I'm disappointed. Um, but to your point, there weren't a lot of big ones out there. There really wasn't, which, in case in point, why Jonathan Mingo went so early, I think, in NFL drafts. Mingo is your prototypical big Wide, uh, wide receiver. I think he's like close to 220, maybe a little over 220, 6-2. Mingo getting second draft, uh, second round draft capital. A lot of the dynasty community were, was coming on to him a little late coming in because we were seeing mocks where like, oh, what's this Mingo kid keeps rising? And he, he got that draft capital. I would have loved in hindsight. I would have loved Jonathan Mingo over Hyatt. Tank Bigsby or Kendra Miller? Kendra Miller. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Kendra Miller, um, I had an opportunity to draft in a rookie draft any running back that wasn't Gibbs or Bijan. What was spot? At, uh, 112. Okay. I was at the 112. I could draft any other running back I wanted. So, obviously, I couldn't get Gibbs. Obviously, I couldn't get Bijan. But I yeah. could at anyone. And I labored over that decision over and over and over again. And there's a big part of me that thinks Devon A. Chain is, is uh, a, a James Cook trap. Um, I, I feel that. But I also just think that that is an amazing fit. And I think the upside there is is like the Tyree kill of running backs. Now, is that a whole bunch of hope? Yeah, it is. But it's also a one twelve, dude. Um, yeah, it's also a one twelve, man. <laughs> I, I uh, man, I drafted him at one eleven. Love it, love it. He's just so yesterday. small. But are you not excited about that? Like, is, does that not make you like for a one eleven or a one twelve more excited than it should? <laughs> I mean, he's not so. He's six foot two twenty. A chain. Oh, no, I did not draft him at 111. I thought we were talking about Kendra Miller. Yes, Kendra Miller was and and there's there's a very good reason on why you we got confused there because I was getting to the point where I was between those two players and never said that. I was between Kendra Miller and A-Chain and Kendra Miller was the guy that felt safe. He was yeah. the body type. He was in a good situation. Yes, is is A-Chain in and a good he's situation? Young. He's only 20. Yes, it, it's it's fantastic. I think both of them you'll see go in rookie dress very close to each other. But I do love that you went Kendra Miller at 111 because that makes me feel like, yes, I was debating over these two rookies, and rightfully so. It, it's it's very clear that you would have taken Miller, and, and it's probably a size thing, would I be right? Um, guys, team, I think that people are going to easily get – Worried about the addition of Jamal Williams to the team earlier in the year, you know, and I think that Kamara's still there, but I think at some point something gives. And this is a team we've seen in the past have like Kamara and Mark Ingram both be RB1s. I know that was years ago. Like that was, that was Kamara's rookie year, but they had a viable system. And I think that 
I think that the draft capital is decent enough on Miller to where it shows they're going to want to try to use him still. Sure. And 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 Kamara's got some some legal issues that we have to see how things pan out as well. Mm-hmm. And then versus Miami and smaller running back, like you said, but also just the history of how they use their running backs. It's kind of similar to what the 49ers do until they have somebody like McCaffrey. And I don't think a chain is that guy that is suddenly going to change what Miami's doing. I think that we're just, it's a pipe dream and trying to find something to happen. And for dynasty, which I mean, we're talking about rookies all year round. I mean, that's what we play the most. I, I like Kendra Miller, the, the, the typical body that I want for my running backs is right there. And I think it's only a matter of time. I think even if you're waiting for 2024, I'm fine with that at yep. a 111, 112. I was actually baking that in when I was trying to make that decision between those two players. I was baking in that I would have to wait a little longer. And that was actually my, my tipping point. Um, not that it's a valid tipping point, but it was my tipping point. We are playing dynasty. Like you shouldn't have to worry about. And, and I'm also extrapolating. I mean, there's a, there's a decent chance Kendra Miller winds up being the lead back for six weeks and Kamara's, you know, and then Jamal Williams takes his Detroit role of, of a, of a, uh, third down bruiser or not third down bruiser, but a, uh, a goal line bruiser and, um, maybe vulture some touchdowns. Uh, I, I, I tend to, mm-hmm. when I was going back and forth, with no Sean Payton there, and, and every NFL pundit saying the same thing that you just said, so I think it's incredibly valid. Like I'm not trying to devalue it, but I'm just trying to explain my process when I was trying between the two players. He, Sean Payton's not there anymore, so like for us to extra- know, yeah. for us to extrapolate not only the two players that aren't the same two players, but also yeah. like throw them in and say this is going to happen again. It just feels like a lot of leaps. Yeah. Um, but your your body size on this player and how I felt about this player coming in, Kendra Miller was always in my top five. So like, yeah, why would my pick on the decline? Oh, hundred like, percent on the ground and through the air. Hundred, the numbers were down. You know, hundred percent. Yeah, I think, dude, seriously, like uh, to me, it's splitting hairs. For you, it's a clear choice, and your clear choice is going with something honestly. That most numbers, and I know you're not a huge number guy, I would say 90% of numbers are going to back you up. If A-Chain's going to be successful, he's going to be what you said in the early show that some of these small wide receivers are going to be, is a major outlier. Yeah. A major outlier. There, I mean, the 200... There's a few running backs like that, too. Oh, absolutely. And the 200-pound threshold, by the way, which seems really, really arbitrary. Like, why isn't it 199? Or one is, why isn't it 198? It doesn't really matter because he's nowhere near the 200. And you have to go to 201 or 202 to start even finding some guys. You know what I mean? So it, it gets, it gets stupid crazy. But again, I'm going to go back to there are outliers and this is a 112 and it made me very excited. And he's in a crazy system. And I, I liked it. Like the way this guy moves laterally left to right is something I've never seen from a running back. Like it's that kind of remarkable. Will he stay healthy at 188? Will he get used much at 188? There's a whole bunch of question marks, but it was that upside that just made me like oh my god he's a third fastest guy at the combine period anybody i don't know man like there's a chance that there's a chance i get a ton of value out of that 112 yeah there's a chance and the kendra miller is very safe it does feel safer yes very safe and And this was also in in my situation it was a standard scoring league 
So I wasn't really, and I felt pretty decent at wide receiver. I wasn't really even looking at adding another wide receiver in that you, in that particular area. Did you debate because um, uh, through all the rookie drafts I'm seeing, I think this is a great topic, and and you must have gone through it mentally. And if you hadn't gone through it mentally, we know how you feel about Kendrick Miller. All the running backs are going around that around that spot, like every other running back other than the top two. We have H.A. Charbonnet is still going up there. Henry yep. Miller and Spears, those four. They're going right around that area. They're the four people you might have considered. Did you consider anybody for half a second? Or were you like Kendrick Miller fell to me at one eleven? My guy. Um I I think I don't think I um it was kind of a my guy type of thing. Um the other guy like I may have considered at that point after that would have been Tank. Bigsby. Okay. I did actually end up getting him at 211 though. Yep. And but for me it wasn't close. It was Miller. Great. If okay. um now I was in a in a draft with you in another league where I mean the scoring's different, wide receivers do well, um scoring's a little bit more evened out and I took Quinton Johnston there in that, that same same area. 108. So and I, I really like him with Herbert, you know, but he's he was on the board there. But in this particular scoring, I wasn't that into it. I think he was on the board there. Let me look and see he was. if that's true. He was. No, I mean uh, for this other one where I took Miller. Uh, well, while you're looking, um, I was trying to cha- uh, trade with Swags. Um, we were both busy, had a busy work day, so there was only a very few little back and forth. And I think I think Swags wanted to make his pick, and I wasn't coming oh, in. Very- he went one ten. Pardon me. And just remind us who who went one ten. Quinton Johnston went just before I took Kendra Miller in another draft. Got it. Yeah, cool. And we were really busy. Keep going. Yeah. So the reason I bring that up is I was not trying to move up from one twelve to one oh eight to get Quinton Johnson. Hmm. You were trying to get Miller. No. I was trying to get a player that uh, just for our listeners. Uh, we were going to sneak in an episode right before the draft where we were going to do mm. a wish-ish and feverish. And there was one wish that had a lot of parts for me. <laughs> Maybe not a lot of parts, but too many parts. And it was if Buffalo does not draft a slot wide receiver, if Buffalo invests a first-round pick in a top tier, so I had like three tight ends in that group, that was going to be a very high rookie pick for me. I am... Probably a little higher than some on Dalton Kincaid. I think there are situations where Dalton Kincaid could go right after JSN for me. And when I say after JSN, just to explain that, the line in Superflex is Bijan, all three quarterbacks, JSN, Gibbs, or Gibbs, JSN, and then somebody. And you can decide to dip into these small wide receivers. You can decide to go with the Quinton Johnson pairing, which is a a very tempting thing to, to be connected to Herbert. Yeah. And then, and then just wait that out a little bit, but not too long. We all, we all talked about how that's a great landing spot for a wide receiver, good draft capital, or you could go for what I think has a chance to be a difference maker at the position. And I, I am really high on Dalton Kincaid. I was, I wanted to trade up to get Dalton Kincaid at the 108 from you where you took Quentin Johnson. Dalton Kincaid for reference went right after your pick, um, at 109. Yeah. And, and then let's keep going. Fenero was on the board. And did take the five nine one eighty five, <laughs> Devin a chain. He doesn't even get his name first. It's just his, his wait night. Yes, I I go I go with Devin a. Kendra chain Miller on the board with 
Kendra Miller on the board. And then Charbonnet goes before Miller, which yeah, I just don't, I've seen I don't have the, now. I've seen it more than once, dude. I don't have the balls, man. This is the same thing. Like I was saying with um, new Orleans where you're saying, Oh, well, Kendra Miller um, comes in this situation. This is how they use the two running backs there. And this is, da, 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 da. we're kind of doing the same thing with Charbonnet to a certain point. I keep hearing the same thing. Oh, Charbonnet could be the Alvin Kamara and, and Walker can be the Ingram. And, and honestly, that, that's more likely, in my opinion, because the same coach, yeah, <laughs> the same, the same, the same exact, um, and, and the draft capital, for God's sake, right? So there's a lot of things pointing towards that being true. But I like freaking Kenny Walker way too much to that's believe it. it. Yeah, I, yeah, I can't yeah. do it, man. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to. You, you can do it. You know, do it. It's <laughs> like it's like. Well, yeah, but they're both going to get enough work to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they're both going to be viable, (laughs) but also kind of canceling each other out. Correct. They're not going to be that without without an injury, which we're we're never rooting for. We know they have more without an injury. Neither of them is just going to be a freaking powerhouse league winner. And that's kind of what I'm looking for. When's the last time that's happened to somebody that high in dynasty rankings? That that's 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 horrible news. Yeah. Horrible news. Especially for two people, and I know you and I, I know you maybe more than me, are invested in Ken, Kenny Walker. Like, we, yeah. that hurt, man. And I really wanted Charbonnet in a good spot. I well, like that. Well, Swift and lot. Walker, to be fair. Oh, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Yeah. But. It's, 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 it goes back to what I was saying with the double truck. I mean, there's a lot of landing spots here that did not just affect our rookies, they affected veterans that we're invested in. And it's because, I mean, do you not think Seattle wants both those running backs to like freaking win? Of course they do. Yeah. Of course they do. They don't give a shit about your fantasy team. Yeah. They crush two players, in my opinion. I'm not yeah. saying Kenneth Walker's gone. I'm not doing that. I'm telling you, Kenneth Walker isn't a top five Dynasty RB anymore. That hurts. That hurts. Yeah. I hate Meryl's it. Got an owie. I hate it. There's a lot of people mad at Seattle. I mean, did you see Seattle then, then says, you know what? Another name that was on my board, by the way. Let's get let's get another running back in the seventh, Kenny McIntosh. I knew that name. I was drafting that name in the third and fourth rounds of rookie drafts as a flyer before the draft. Yeah, that, that won't. That I know it won't. Anything, I know though. it won't. But just look at that Seattle. That's all they did, right? CJ Procise. <laughs> remember that hype? That yeah, was yeah, fun. Good there's times. No, there's no hype there, but 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 remember, it's like this isn't a double fuck situation. I agree with you, but now Kenny McIntosh, somebody I liked, goes in the seventh round into Seattle, who I already hate. <laughs> for their for their anti-fantasy moves but no i think i think seattle is gonna love having both those backs that's why they picked him in the second round um and they want depth they've already seen kenneth walker get injured um yeah i get it they let a couple people go and you know they were just bodies anyway so kenny mcintosh might not even be on this team in two or three years i'm not saying that i'm saying that's another name i was interested seeing going to a an opportunity spot it wasn't going to be a starting spot it was later in rookie dress it was going to be an opportunity spot a guy behind a guy He's a guy behind a guy behind a guy. Yeah. So now, so now he's so now he's no one, and he got seventh round draft capital. So anyway, it's 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 a weird draft, and that's all we really shared with each other, listeners. In case you haven't figured that out, we were both kind of in the early part of the show trying to feel each other out. I'm like, how does he feel? How do I feel? I don't know. We really didn't discuss this draft at all up until this point. Very rare for us. We're usually doing reactionary shows and stuff like that. With me going to the draft, that was impossible. Well, maybe not impossible, but difficult. And my my feelings do seem to be close to yours as we go through this, which is 
I devalue the class even more today than I did before the NFL draft. And I hate that feeling. We have a show about rookie fever. Let's, and Let's talk about two small things about the draft. Zay Flowers <laughs> he is or Josh thing. Downs? They're both small things. Um, uh, so Zay Flowers hate the landing spot. Downs, um, I'm going to take over Flowers. Uh, I think people but that's are not, and, and you could probably do that all day. What's that? Yeah, I agree. You could probably move back at least a couple spots. If you're yep. in that area where you're like, oh, this is the Zay Flowers area. But I agree. I prefer Downs, which I'm with you on that. I, I like do. the situation more. But they're both like I still can't bring myself to do it. I don't want to. I don't <laughs> want either of them. You want to move down? Oh, you don't want either of them. Okay, gotcha. No, yeah. not really. <laughs> um, let, let's give let's give people a picture again since we have some here. Josh Downs two eleven two eleven. Josh Downs in this one and Zay Flowers one ten. Yeah, I've got the one I'm looking at has Zay Flowers one ten, like you said. Uh huh. And and then two oh seven on downs. Wow, wow! And I'd rather I, have downs, but downs at that value for, for why not no just get Rasheed Rice? Yeah, well, I was going to ask you about Rasheed Rice. Rasheed Rice. There's two players um, in particular: Rasheed Rice and Michael Mayer. Both these two landing in pretty damn good landing spots that most people will extrapolate. Oh my God, Mayer! Oh, who have the Waller role or? Rasheed Rice, oh, that's the wide receiver they really need. He's picked in the second round, right? Just like Sky Moore we got all crazy about who went, I think you said as early as 103 in most of my drafts, 106, 108, somewhere in that range. But yet, Rasheed Rice is going late second. And Michael Mayer's going mid-second. Maybe even later than that. Michael Mayer in this one, oh, 204, mid-second. It's funny to me how those two players in particular I predicted to be hyped up that actually are uh, maybe a value. Yeah. I was curious how you felt about Rasheed Rice. I mean, I like the situation more. It can't be Kelsey forever. Yep. They don't have Juju now. Correct. It's one of the most wide receiver needy teams. And they take one in the second round again. Yep. So, something to pay attention to. And if you're you're not going to have to pay a 103, 104, 105, 106, 107, 108, Swags is in. Now I'm in. You want that Kansas City wide receiver mid-second, late-second? Yeah, Yeah, we're in that area throwing darts. I mean, I'll take them now. (laughs) Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Who is your QB1? Um, it's Anthony Richardson, and I believe that that hype is going to get even bigger. I think that hype in a month could get as so high as to challenge Bijan at 101. I think it's already starting. Um, I will say that I, in a draft, moved out of that spot. I could have had Anthony Richardson. Um, and the thing that had me move back was a good offer, but... It was also because it only had me slide back to another quarterback. And when I was looking at all three quarterbacks, which I've been doing for a while, I've had this 102 for about a month, I was committed to Young if he went to Carolina. I remember telling you that on this show. Mm -hmm. And I was between those two. It was just killing me. And I knew if I slid back all the way to 104, I wasn't even going to get Young. I knew I was going to get Stroud. And getting the 112 back and giving me the opportunity to draft one of these young running backs or a tight end, I thought... I got to make this move for this team. I got to get, I, I still really like Stroud. I'm sorry. I, 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 I he's, he's getting kind of thrown down into that third slot. Like he can't, he can't be two and he can't be one. Anthony Richardson and, and Young are the only debate. I don't, do I like Houston? No, I don't. I don't love that landing spot. I, I, but we all knew Stroud was going to go there and he was always 
like up there at one or two. And then as soon as Anthony Richardson goes to the Colts, we hear, oh, same coach as the coach that helped Jalen Hurts. And therefore, he's going to be Jalen Hurts. You know why Jalen Hurts is Jalen Hurts? Jalen Hurts. Like, does coaching help? Absolutely. I love that situation. I just got done saying that the reason I wanted Young was the coaching situation in Carolina. But moving back, getting Stroud, I don't feel that different about – Let's put it this way. I have positive and negatives about all three. We could debate this for a whole show. Anthony Richardson has the biggest upside. Everybody's saying that's also how I feel. He also has a safe floor with the rushing. He's also in a very good situation. I understand all of that hype. I, I wanted to do it myself, but it scared me. It really did because I had two quarterbacks with a, with a profile that I really liked and one that had the prototypical size. If you want to talk about a safe quarterback in this class, it's Stroud. Stroud yeah. is the safe quarterback in this class. You don't like where he went, but we all knew he was going there. I but don't Anthony Richardson, Anthony Richardson is probably my one because of the yeah. Record. I have a one hundred and one and a one hundred and three in a sixteen team league, and I'm probably going to take Bajan Robinson at one hundred and one, mm-hmm. and then whichever of Anthony Richardson and Stroud is there at one hundred and three. Yep. Assuming that Bryce Young doesn't go, but who knows? Who knows? Maybe Bryce Young goes. I'm taking Richardson or Stroud before Bryce Young, though. Yeah, I had a feeling you were going to think that way. This is a, I'll give you another peek, listeners. I got uh, four four drafts up here. I'll just give you the quarterbacks in a row. Richardson, Young, Stroud. That's the one I was in. After that, Richardson, Young, Stroud. After that, Richardson, Stroud, Young. There's a switch. And CJ Stroud at the 102, Anthony Richardson, Bryce Young. Hmm. I don't so, hate that either. Yep. Every draft's different. And that's something to keep in mind. Like you said, Swags, at the 103, you have no idea who you're going to get. And, yeah. And Houston jumped in to get Stroud, too. They wanted him. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, 100%. They wanted they wanted him so bad, they risked the trade opportunity to move up to 103 to get Will Anderson, who they loved. But that's how much they wanted Stroud. They had to take the chance with Will Anderson, not take the chance with Stroud. Yeah. And maybe that's part of like, you know, a picture of how they felt other people felt about Stroud, but that makes me like Stroud more than they were more nervous that somebody else would take Stroud, right? So, so for me, yeah, I, I like again, I don't like the weapons there. I think there's going to be some time, but we, I have a lot of things I could say about each one of these three. And I just feel like he's the safest one. You know, I moved Garrett Wilson to get this 102 and this 112. Um, there was some more deals to make that happen, but I need to hit. I don't, I don't want to miss on this pick. And CJ Stroud felt felt cozy. I traded back. I knew that's who I was going to get. I would be okay with Young because, like I told you, I was between Young and Richardson. So I'm like, what's the worst that's going to happen to me? I'm going to get Stroud. I'm good. I think people, uh, I think he's going to nest into that three area. So I think you have a, a really good shot of of getting him at 103 for sure. Because um, I think Richardson's going to, like I said, I think ascend to the, to a guaranteed 102 in, in most rookie drafts over a course of a month. That's just, I just yeah. feel like the hype's is going to get bigger and bigger. It's like a snowball. Ooh, 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 I call it. I get the first rookie rewind of from the 2023, but I'm taking the 2022 class. Avs, Avs. It's a rookie rewind. If yep. you're a first time listener, shame on you. And welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. <laughs> We're very happy to have you here. I want to talk about Brian Robinson. Oh, winner. Winner, Man. winner, chicken dinner. He's a survivor, though, right? I oh, mean, absolutely. Absolutely. He's somebody I was low-key worried about, but also adding this through the offseason here. Nice. And I feel like 
I feel like he's a huge winner. I feel like they're going to give that kid some work and hopefully he's more efficient with it this year, but I don't think the opportunities are going away. Can you hit that rewind button for me? Oh, I don't know. Finero gave me 30 seconds. Now he's going to take the next three or four to tell you about his. Just one. Damian Pierce is a winner in this one as well. Yeah. Damian Pierce, we've talked about Singletary coming over and, and, and that all that really does is maybe take him out of RB1. <laughs> Not mm-hmm. RB1 overall, but RB1, top 12 consideration. I think, yeah. it does, I think it does maybe take him out of that. Um, but the fact that, and you've been saying this for a while, Houston loves him. Houston loves him, and Houston does. There's a lot of running backs. Do not forget how many running backs were in this class. How many did the Carolina draft? A whole bunch of none of them. And I think that is huge for Damian Pierce. And I love to um, just to, to verbal retweet your Brian Robinson as well. Verbal retweet. <laughs> so good. who is a guy you want to... 208 through 212. Um, if I can get Mayer there, I don't think Mayer lasts that Ooh, long. He though. went at 205 in the one I'm looking at, so you cannot. That's yeah. just that's just what I'm going off now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kendra Miller, 208? He's probably gone. not. Probably he, not. He went at 201 actually here. Um, hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, I might go bold and go a little Roshan Johnson in that area. He'll be there. Ooh, 206, dude. Oh. I missed it again. No BS. Yeah. Uh, Rashi Rice. He's right on the fringe. I'll give it to you. Right. I'll give it to you to end this uh, your you know suffering. No, no, yeah, please do. <laughs> Another one I'll throw out there is your Cedric Tillman. I'll throw out Cedric Tillman. I know he's down there. Yeah, he went two twelve. And the so last, that works. the last, yes, the last one I see as um, maybe a little undervalued. Uh, is a Hendon Hooker. Ooh, that's who I was going to say. I was going to say, what about Hendon Hooker? Yeah, I think especially if you're a Jared Goff owner. Like, I clearly, think if I have Jared Goff, clearly. I'm adding as much Hendon Hooker Absolutely. as I can. No but brainer. then if I want to regress and say that that's hogwash because if, if you can say that to yourself, that if I have Jared Goff, I'm going to add as much of that as I can. That's what I did. Just add as much as you can ah, of Hendon there you Hooker. Go. Nice. I agree. No, that's a that, that's a great point, dude. That's so, a great yeah, point. Yeah, make- I think that in that area right there, like you mentioned, we got Fanero in the two hundred eight to two twelve. This rookie draft, he actually went two hundred nine. I th- man, if I can get him in that area, I think I'm fine with that. For mm-hmm. uh, I like the Rice mention though, and I like the Tillman mention because they're not just like the next small fast guy that we're hoping to hit. But I think that. I kind of don't mind adding some hen and hooker right there. I got another one. I will. I will. This is one of the top three. You will Levis? No. I I will Sam Laporta, Detroit Lions. Oh, yeah. Okay. I will Sam Laporta in that range. Sam Laporta is going in the third round. Ooh, 202. 202. No way. I swear. You can check it out. It's you're in this league. No BS. Wow. The real Halupka wow. took him at two oh two. Well, you know what? I, that's closer to where I think he should go. Uh, let me let me give you another Sam Laporta two oh six. You're right. He's out of my range. Two. I, I did it again. Yeah. I did it again. So you, yeah, but uh, I mean, so well. Next week, I'll ask you like mid second or earlier. Fine, Luke Musgrave. I'll put his name in there. Two eleven. There you go, Luke Musgrave. I like these tight ends. I've always liked these tight ends, and I think these tight ends. Other than Darnell Washington landed in some nice spots. 
But I was uh, Darnell Washington. I I wasn't all in on yeah, him. Like so, anyway, dude. For me though, like, I think no, that like, I you mentioned him earlier, but and I agree with you on the Dalton Kincaid. But then mm-hmm. then after him, it's Laporta, maybe Michael Mayer. But for me, it's just Laporta or or Kincaid. For most people, and then is. I'm out. Just whatever, dude. They're freaking tight ends. I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm. <laughs> Like, I'm going to come through and fuck your garden up, dude. I'm weeding that shit out. I'm that guy. Like, I'm the bunny eating all your bullshit that you think you want. But <laughs> so I'm just being honest. But I, I, I do want to say, like, I have a 101 in a Debbie depleted super flex tight end premium, tight end premium with two tight ends. Oh, my God. And I will be taking Dalton Kincaid 101. I hear you there. Jeez. And, it, and it's pretty depleted, dude. Like, I can look really quick um, to give you an idea what's there. But it's not like I'm just going to be being a, a cocky kid that's um, – everybody's probably going to get it in this league from what's left. Um, but I, I, I'm with you on that. I think that – Dalton Cade is finally going to give you what everybody pretended yes. Dal- um, Knox yes. was getting. Yes. Dude, I, I would take Dalton Kincaid as early as five or six in non-superflex and around nine or ten in superflex. That's high. Yeah. But but it's happening in these in these drafts. It's happening. It's not like I'm the only one. I'm not trying to say like I'm higher than most. And I love hearing that somebody as yourself proclaimed, I will be the bunny that eats the bullshit in your garden. Is also high on Dalton Kincaid and that situation. Yeah, but he's a good tight end. He's a very good. And, pass, I, and I know that there's other guys and stuff and happens, but situation he's not just a like a tight end. So the guys that I won't take, like, dude, there's nobody really like, this is how depleted it is, though. Like, it's like Dalton Kincaid, Luke Shoemaker, Zay Flowers, Will Levis, Pass. You know, if I'd rather in this particular league get my tight end than hope Will Levis is starting midseason or next year, which maybe he is. Like, how do you feel about Will Will Levis? I'm going to pass on Rasheed Rice. Hendon Hooker's there. Hendon Hooker's almost more appealing to me than Will Levis, but I feel that feels weird a little bit. Um, all right. How do you feel about Will Levis? Yeah. So Will Levis is presenting himself as a value. I would say in rookie drafts, you're getting, you're getting a, a quarterback that I do think starts year one. Regardless of that, I think he starts the year after. They could, I believe, yeah, I think 17 or close to 18 million they could save by getting rid of Tannehill right now. That's tempting. Uh, I know we hate on Will Levis, but so did the NFL. So every NFL team passed on him. This is where we get into the negative, right? So every single NFL team passes on him. I don't like that. Um, we were hearing him getting possible top 10 draft capital. So all of our like, what's the opposite of an affirmation? Whatever the opposite of that is. Like, so er- all the negative thoughts we were having about Will Levis were kind of confirmed. So I think that's, w- so his value is being pushed down. But he's also, in my opinion, going to be a starting running, our starting quarterback in this league. And if you're getting mm. the 112, 201, 202, 203, there's a value there. And we've seen this time and time and time again, that if you grab quarterbacks at that value, it's usually a good thing. So, yeah. so for me, it's, it's, a, it's a tough call. Um, it's going to depend on my team to take that chance because you are taking a chance. There's no doubt about that. There's less of a chance on a Stroud, a Young, which you just know are going to get a run, whether they're good or not, they're going to get a run. And the other thing that's in the back of my head, we're talking about four quarterbacks again, maybe five if you want to include Hooker. Two are going to be successful. Three, I, I, I also three, have a 105 three. and a 107 in this league. Mm-hmm. I feel, and this is a very 
heavy Devi minded league. I heavy feel like Devi. the 102, 103, and 104 will probably use this draft on Devi picks. Mm. And just then pivot, it, just pivot to Devi, yeah. But I don't know that. You know, you Zay never Flowers. know. Zay Flowers will get picked before a Devi pick. And, but will he get picked before Will Levis? Oh, uh, wow. Uh, that's a tough one. Who, mind Probably. you, none of these Devi players took Will Levis last year. Yeah, I think that makes I sense. I have Anthony Richardson already in this one. I, I drafted him last year. Nice. Yeah, I, I think Will Levis would probably go before Debbie pick as well. Just some, somebody wants um, that immediate value. So you don't think I get him at 105? Yeah, I don't. Most of you're, my Debbie drafts, you see like a, the guys. You're a downer. I know. Most of those Debbie drafts I've been in, you see the guys that should be drafted, I would say, in the top 16 or 15. Because you see it every year, right? Like CEH was in those. Uh, Burrow was probably in those. Um, and And very rarely... Right. Very rarely are there more than like, what, six guys. It depends on how deep you really are. And and you have those. So you have four, mm-hmm. you have three or four guys you just mentioned. So I think it's almost like assumed that we're going to draft those guys. Yeah. And then we start going to our Debbie pick. It could be groupthink. I'm not, I'm not going to say that it's a smart move or a bad move. But if I were in your spot, I would be, especially with the ambiguity, if you're interested, maybe just move up one more spot. Like, is that really going to cost much? Hmm. Well... You never know. Yeah, because maybe if somebody has the Debbie one hundred and one pick in mind, yeah, I mean, it's more complicated. I might try. Maybe I'll see what. Maybe I'll see if I can move because I have a one hundred and seven. Maybe I'll see how high I can move that up first. That's smart. I like that. Start from the bottom and go to the top. You know. Yeah. You start from the bottom and go to the top. <laughs> You're gonna be the bunny in my garden eating my shit. Man, I have to, dude. It's to save you. Yeah, I'm gonna have to find make food it. somewhere else. Like, I'm you're not gonna be starving. You're, been, you're gonna have to find another source, though. I've been um, contemplating. I've actually already started designing a uh, a tight end guarding t shirt for the store. And Ooh, nice. Now I think I'm gonna just put a little bunny, a little bunny. Yeah, just a shit. little bunny. Well, not eating anything. Just kind of like in the distance, you know, ready to eat some shit. Maybe. Yeah, you could have him dragging somebody off or something. Oh my god, that's like a that's like a gift. That's not a T-shirt. That's very involved. No, I think the bunnies is going to be hanging out back there, <sighs> and anybody who knows knows. Like holding Brevin Jordan by his hair <laughs> as he goes oh, away. Brevin Jordan. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> you know, I love my tight ends. So now I hate bunnies. I thought they were cute. Now I hate them. Um, they're just weird. They're just weird, man. They're just bunnies. weird. Tight ends. I know. <laughs> Bunnies are kind of weird too, I guess. Now that I don't you mention think they're it. weird. What's weird well, about a bunny? They're pretty cute, right? That doesn't make them weird. They they are the cutest thing I could think of. It is a rodent that will fuck your shit up and you won't care. That would make them weird because they're so damn cute, and you're like, oh, there's a bunny out there. Yeah, what are you gonna do? You like kick it out? Now you're gonna be like, oh, it's cute. You got something to eat. I don't know. Do you ever see a meat? That's cute too. Yeah, it's way cuter than we eat. Wait till wait till you see your garden. <laughs> I was gonna say I still don't want them in my fucking garden. But. All right, I'm gonna finish that shirt. Anybody who's interested in buying a, a a tight end garden shirt, let me know. Push me push me over the top to add a bunny. Do it, do it. <laughs> I think that was our our first show on uh, the other side. So much stuff to talk about. 
looking there's forward. There's a lot. Look at, yeah, we got a whole back. There, there's, that's We barely scratched the surface, but uh, yeah, rookie fever. Rookie fever. I am at Swagzilla Zero G and he is at Artbark TV. This has been another rookie fever show. It is an actual 339. It's a number we know. Nice. I'm not guessing. This is episode 339. Next is going to be 340. After that is 341, then 342. You guessed it, 343. <laughs> Five star review this bitch and we are out. When you kiss me, fever when you hold me tight. Fever in the morning, fever all through the night. Sun lights up the daytime, moon lights up the night. I light up when you call my name, and you know. One on one scouting is never done. This stupid fool and run. I told you anyone's size and speech just unreal. Landing spot not ideal. Wait, what's this break out? It's for rookie fever stage. Romeo loved Juliet. Juliet, she felt the same. When he put his arms around her, he said, Juliet, baby, you're my flame. I'll give a fever. When we kiss it, fever with our flame. She got the fever and he got the fever. No cure for the fever, so let's beat the fever. Thank God for the fever. Thank God for the fever. Now you got 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 the fever.